Hello there. My name's Merc, aka The Canardian, and this is episode 41 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my favorite co-host in all the galaxy, Charlie. Ouch! 40 with a bullet. Ka-chow! Nice. No, I'm good. This is my first time on this show with my new microphone. I got my beautiful new backdrop, including this this clone helmet. Let me see the pan up there. That was uh, my for my uh, figure fellow figure collecting buddy Derek gave that to me for seven whole dollars. So it was quite a bargain. Uh, Darth Vader was not quite that cheap, but uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited about it. Still keeping it live. No, you know, synthetic backdrop, which other people do. I want to keep it real, right. as real yeah. as possible. And for anyone that's listening and not watching the, uh, the the video version of the podcast, go check out the video version because we're like Please. What, three or four people away from four hundred subscribers right four. now. When YouTube. I was so when I was out there pimping, I was pimping it yesterday. There, so yeah. Uh, but without any further ado, and without plugging our own channels, I want to introduce our very special guest, uh, Mark. You may know him as I am. El Diablito. Oh yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> you got uh, it. Also, one of the co-hosts of one of my personal favorite Star Wars podcasts, uh, Pink Milk. Pink Milk after dark, specifically. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Excellent. So. I want to ask a little bit about yourself before, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll tie this into Star Wars and everything else, but you, you guys have had a hell of a run recently. You've, <laughs> you did Celebration. You were on the podcast stage. A uh, whole lot of great stuff happening. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just awesome to, to be able to talk to you so freshly after all of that went down. But first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I'm Mark, of course. Uh, I live in San Francisco, California. And um, I've been podcasting on and off for, I want to say, about almost 10, 15 years now. Wow. Gra- ground floor, huh? Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Back then, we had stemmed off from this one podcasting network that we knew some friends out in the UK. And I had done a movie review show with my friend Mindy called The Devil and Miss Mindy, which is off that own porn title. Um, and <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun, and I used to guest on people's show. But then it was a long break after that. And then it was just guesting on people's stuff all the time until we got to the point where Brian asked a group of us, you know, would you like to be on a queer roundtable of the Mandalorian? And I was like, I've never done anything with this before. I never even thought about it, right? You know, and then... I thought, well, let's do it, right? And it, we ended up doing it with this great group of people. Um, not everybody is able to make all of those roundtables. By the time we got to the end of it, though, like the little core group had gotten to know each other and share their experiences. And like it was just so different than anything else I had done in the Star Wars fandom to be able to just be myself and share those stories, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and not too long after that, Brian hit me up and he goes, hey, I'm thinking of doing an After Dark type video show live stream thing on Friday nights. And I think it'd be cool if we get you and M on. And I'm like, I didn't know what to think that I was like, do I take this leap or not? And I was like, OK, if I'm going to do this, we're going to do this right. How do you what do you need this to look like? You know, I got to get a new mic. I want to get the setup right. It's like we're going to do this. I just want to make sure to do right by the show, right? Hmm. And then we launched off. And then before we knew it, eventually someone in the chat like kept becoming very prominent. And that person was Chase. And Chase got brought on board as well. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. yeah, and then the next thing you know, there's the four of us, and which led us to about a year's work before we got to the celebration stage. Well, to the podcast stage, I should say. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing. You, the, you've got the dream team. Uh, I've I've mentioned to definitely Brian and I, I think anyone else. Um, doing a show live is is just like that next level. Like we were we were kind of like, do we do video and whatever? But like <laughs> live, do you yeah. have like a theater background or anything that? that led to like a live studio audience. <laughs> Cause that just seems daunting. No, I mean, really, I, I, as much as I would have loved to have done theater is something I never took the leap towards. But um, other than that, just being in choir, um, okay. we had a salsa dance group back in high school. So there's Oof. been some stage work, but little, never were like, I studied it. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Um, so it just, it's funny because it's like, once you find like you get comfortable being on video, it becomes a different story. Cause at first you're like, you don't want to overact. You don't want to do this and that, but you notice that you do act a little different than you normally would. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, I just got so used to it that now I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> For sure. Um, I have to ask before we start getting into the star Wars stuff, Twitter says you're a karaoke fool. <laughs> What's your go-to song? Um, that would be, I'm trying to think, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've been asked this, but lately it's been, um, Muse, uh, Muse's Starlight. I love that song. If it's not that, then the acoustic version of Flush by the Stone Table Planets. I love both of those songs. Oh my. I love a lot of crooner stuff. I started with crooner stuff when I first started singing karaoke. Okay. Some Frank Sinatra, some Diana Krall. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It just, that's where I got most comfortable in. And then mm. it started branching off to everything else. So, that a yeah. uh, little bit of a karaoke fiend myself. Jesse's girl is my go-to. Uh, <laughs> and I've not I've not been out to Frisco and since I was a kid. But man, if I ever did, little yeah. hall notes. What do you think? You lost oh, a little yeah. feeling. You know, private eyes. I don't know something like that. Private eyes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Go. All right. Good I stuff. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So let's, let's, I want to get into Star Wars stuff because I mean, that's why we're here, right? So before we get into your Star Wars origin, Mark, yeah. I want to ask again, a little bit about the celebration experience, yeah. the success you guys have, have found with Pink Milk and why you, you mentioned it before, you know, you're, you're invited to this like queer round table discussing a Star Wars show. Yeah. Uh, why is it so important for that kind of representation in in Star Wars or in, in any other kind of media? Why why do you think you guys have, have taken off and, and seen the success that you have? You know, it's funny. I think I, for the most part, it's just nice, obviously, to see representation out there and just to hear a voice that you can relate to, right? And so... You know, I just, as for me and for the other folks, just putting ourselves out there, you know, and I think it, that's just gone a long way, right? You know, but again, just to be able to see somebody and hear like somebody and their perspective, like in this case, a queer perspective on Star Wars is like something I would have wished I would have had when I was younger, right? You know, because I never, I never imagined to, to bring those two together at all. Or that that you know other people were queer coding um, characters or reading into the stories a little more just so that they felt like they could see themselves in it, right? Because uh, you know as much as we love Star Wars, because I do, I love it to death. The representation is not quite there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially in the movies, right? The books are doing a really mm-hmm. good job of it right now with the High yeah. Republic and so forth. Right? Those guys mm-hmm. are really mm-hmm. doing all that hard work right now to get the voices out there, but. Mm-hmm. 
I think as far as like the, you know, live uh, or sorry, TV and movies, it's still lacking. And so I kind of hope we get there because you see a lot of other franchises people love, like your Star Trek or whatnot. And those guys are on it, right? I mean, and they're doing it in such a way that um, you look to these characters like, wow, they actually pull this off. Like this is these are re- two really good characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or three characters or four characters, whatever it may be. Um, but it's absolutely that. It's just to be able to like, you know, we, we get emails or DMs from folks saying, thank you so much. And he goes, I never thought I'd find a community that I could speak to, you know, and look at uh, Star Wars the way that you folks do. It just opened my eyes to seeing it this way. And I get to share my thoughts with other people and mm-hmm. so forth. It's those types of things. And when we get those, like, you know, when we get those DMs or when people tell us that in public, that's, it feels great to hear that, right? I mean, we're just having fun. It's not like we were doing it to, like, gain any status or anything. It's simply we were having fun and we wanted to share our joy of being a queer fan in Star Wars. And it just all kind of came together, you know? Um, so I just, I don't know. I just, I'm so, I appreciated so much the opportunity that Brian gave me to be with these folks because I just, you know, you find uh, the subject of found family comes up a lot, you know, in queer circles, because a lot of times those are the only family you have because, of you know, yeah. issues that people have growing up and when they come out. Um, but I just didn't know I was going to see find this fine found family so much later in my life. Like I was mm. like, all of a sudden, here are three other people that live far away from me. And they're such an important part of my life now. And I love that I get to share my time with him. And I love that we've done this together. I couldn't think of a better group of people to be doing this with. That's awesome. The picture of you guys getting together at Celebration was like, that just made me so happy. Like, (laughs) I was just just beaming, just looking at Twitter, just like so happy that it was happening. Uh, What was that like? So first, I actually, Brian was the first one I met because he actually came to um, hang out with me at a karaoke contest that was going on the first night I got there, right? And so we we met that first night together. And so it, I was just like, I knew him my whole life. Same for M and Chase. I mean, you know, once we were around each other, it just, you know, we hit the ground running, right? And we had to because we had so much to do the next couple of days together, right? And can you imagine if we didn't like each other in person? It would have been horrible. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Now it's going to get angry. <laughs> Super yeah. drama behind the scenes. And then you got to act like you like each other all of a sudden on stage. No, <laughs> no, yeah. it was anything. But I mean, we just, we, we all got along really well. And, you know, before we knew it, we're talking business and making sure, okay, how are we going to do this for the next couple of days? You know, we're a meetup coming up. We have a podcast stage, you know, is there anything you guys want to go over before we start that sort of thing? But it just all fell together, you know, and it, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was it was pretty nerve wracking in the sense that you want to make sure things go well, you know, not that you're not sure about what you're going to talk about, but the fact that stuff can go wrong, little things here and there, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, it went well, like the queer meetup we had on Thursday night was very well attended and it wasn't just queer people. It was allies, friends, people who showed up that lived down in that area that I had invited that ended up going as well. So it, it, it was a really, really special night, right? just to be there and be supported in that way. And the same could be said about the actual podcast stage um, when we had so many people show up. I mean, I, it was emotional for me. I just I, I just about almost lost it on stage. I look at all these people. And I'm like, look at, look at this audience. Look at these people. The people I love are here. And all these faces that I've been wanting to meet in person for a while. Um, it was a lot. 
in the best way possible though <laughs> that's awesome that's yeah. that's amazing yeah that's, cool. uh, that's so good, good to hear and you yeah, always worried like i've done uh panels and and uh, a live podcast on at a, at a you know convention and stuff before that uh you, you do always wonder that if, of like are people going to show up are people going yeah. to like what yeah. we do is the mic going to fail is something <laughs> going to happen what, whatever there's so much that's out of yeah. your control and uh, i guess you guys are kind of almost used to that a little bit more pressure like if something happened tonight while we were recording yeah. we could reset our computers yeah. and edit to, around it and whatever but you know a live podcast mm -hmm. is a little different and then live on a stage is just that next right. level oh so, uh, of, of you know preparedness i guess a live podcast is a, a tiny step there but like still definitely nerve-wracking so it's it got it's pretty so real pretty quick yeah, yes. oh my gosh so, so great to hear that you guys have a, yeah. a fantastic time and and that the feedback was just so overwhelmingly positive and recognition from from star wars you guys got recognition yeah, I mean, on, the, on the the main stage and from like just it's it's been yeah. incredible it's unreal. I mean, I, I like I said it at the end of the show of, out there um, in Anaheim that I just couldn't have imagined just getting to be myself and being there with these three other people that, like I said, we, we just we get along so well. We enjoy doing it together. And the fact that I still love Star Wars and now I get to share my thoughts like this, you know, being a queer fan and then I'm at the podcast stage. It was more than I could have ever imagined as a little kid who fell in love with Star Wars, who thought that they'd never get accepted completely, right? Because, you know, mm. I grew up in a different time period where things weren't so great. And not that things aren't so great right now because they're starting to regress a little bit, unfortunately, mm. but we're still in a better spot than we were before, right? Mm. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. And I, I think I'm still trying to process it all, to be honest. Because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I get I waves imagine. of like, when it yeah. hits me, you know, or I'll listen to just the beginning of the show from Celebration, I get all teary-eyed because it just makes me so happy still <laughs> just to hear the response, right? I, so, great. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in my pocket and I take it out for those rainy days when I'm not feeling all that great. <laughs> mm, absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. That's, that's, I, I hope you guys have continued success and, and a bigger, better stage next year. And it's Thank you. Uh, only, you know, keep going up from here. That's It's, it's amazing. And uh, like I said, I, I love the show. So just, uh, you know, you. keep on, as Charlie would say, keep on trucking. That's, uh, keep yeah. on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking. Oh, wait, there you go. Is my first reference. I go both ways on those. No, but the other show I host on our network is a Star Trek show. Ah, so okay. that Same is, my, that, that is my religion. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I, 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 I totally understand. I'm always, I'm always like bugging Brian with like track references and I'll throw them in on the show whenever I get a chance. Nice. <laughs> Good it's deal. Well, <laughs> well, you know, you know what? I'm I'm available for weddings and bar mitzvahs. You need some backup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Nice. I, I really hope with with stuff like uh, like Lightyear that yeah. uh, Disney Love. might be moving in a good direction <sighs> with Love. some representation and 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 kickback. I didn't expect that from Disney. Of like. Yeah. If you don't want to show it in this country, fine. We're we're leaving yeah. it in because yeah. I love it. Even six months ago, Disney was not like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. We've seen some stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some still some leadership issues. I think at Disney, and they're they're correcting for that. And mm -hmm. is is this a PR thing or not? But um, I I'm hoping it's it's a permanent step in the right direction. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I did like that. You know, and and maybe it'll trickle from yeah you know, from the 
animated stuff to Marvel to Star Wars. You know, you get that mm-hmm. kind of pantheon of, of Disney properties. Uh, so yeah. uh, hopefully, right. yeah, we'll Enter- entertainment, yeah, science uh, fiction becomes science or uh, non-science fact becoming science fiction. So I loved Lightyear, by the way. Plug, plug, plug. Is that that was okay. um, see, yeah. probably it's, it's my, my favorite Pixar movie since The Incredibles, if not much more so. Oh, I praise. Yeah, yeah I, though I though clearly by the box office because uh, uh, Todd, our other uh, shared cosplay husband, and myself and a third friend do a summer movie wager, uh, and I put uh, Lightyear on the front end, and we all put Top Gun on the back end, and Top End Top Gun is blowing everything it away. It's going to be, it's gonna be the movie of the summer, and I had it for six extra, had it for eight, so we're all all in really bad shape. So it's bad. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, Oh man, I, I just had a thought and it completely just left my mind. So I'm going to move on and please, <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about uh, Mark's Star Wars origin. We talked about everything else, but I want to know what got you here. What All got right. you to the point where you're on the Star the, the Star Wars podcast stage? So first off, <laughs> how'd you get into Star Wars? So I have to thank my mom because she was the one who took me to see A New Hope as a little kid, right? Um, she is the reason why I am such a geek. I mean, everything... They get introduced to Star Trek, you know, the Alien franchise. I mean, uh, Star Blazers slash Space Cruiser Yamato, one of my favorite animes ever, which another fantastic, like, series I would love to see brought into, like, English live action someday. Um, I mean, all the big movies of the 80s, all that stuff, you know, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark. My mom took me to see all that. So, yeah, she's the one who started it all. She created a little monster, unfortunately, because then I wanted all the action figures and I couldn't get enough of it. So there's that. That happens. That happens. Uh, as it, my growing Paw Patrol collection can attest uh, in the house. Um, oh no! Once, yeah, once... with the, with my sons, it yeah. was Tom. It was Thomas the Tank Engine. My God, I Aww. went through about I went through about seventeen years of that. My God. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure it'll move on to to Marvel and whatever else is is popular. Uh, right. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite Star Wars movie. All right. So first, I will preface that with saying that my I love Empire Strikes Back, but because that's always on its own pedestal, my oh, favorite yes. is Return of the Jedi. All right. <laughs> okay. Excellent. All yeah, right. That's the one I remember mm-hmm. the most as a kid, right? Because I was just old enough, and I was like, I took it all in, and I was just this like. This is everything, right? You know, you can see yeah. I, that well, that was the one that my mom yanked my brother and I out of school. I would have been hey, in hey. in like second grade, right? I was seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was memorable. But it wasn't before some other kid who had seen it was talking about it on the playground a couple of days beforehand. Of course. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I had to see more problem, but I ruined Empire for myself because I picked up the Marvel Comics adaptation and read it from you know, the cover to the end and ruin the big reveal. So oh, that no. one was on no, me. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the first movie that I ever saw in the theater. I was four. So I remember yeah. absolutely nothing except for, as I always like to say, I saw it with my dad and my brother. Uh, we played rock, paper, scissors as we waited for the movie to start. And instead of uh, previews or like they have the, the Maria Menounos doing the, before the movies trailers. Now yeah. they had an out of focus white picket fence. That was the backdrop. So those are those are my firm nothing about the film. Don't remember the film until I saw it on Scrambly VHS about five years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, favorite character from the franchise doesn't have to be specifically movies. Oh, okay. I mean, it's changed over time, but I have to say the one that stays constant is Yoda. 
Nice. Yeah. Very wise. All right. Very what is it about wise. Yoda? What is it about Yoda that... Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. What is it about Yoda? Well, yeah. he's short like me. And so it's like, you know, judge me by my size, do you, right? And so it just, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. just connected with that. And I just loved how wise he is and, you know, what he had to teach about the Force and everything. I mean, it just made it so mm-hmm. magical. And being a big, obviously, fan of the Muppets also as a kid, just seeing this character come to life and just like, well, that's Yoda. It's not I know. an imaginary character. That's Yoda. He's <laughs> he's the Muppet. He'll take he'll take Big Bird down like like Vader broke <laughs> that guy's neck. Snap! Exactly. Both of his legs. Turn him into t- turn him into broken chicken leg. This will exactly. be drumstick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, I have an inclination where you might go with this, but I've been surprised before. Yeah. Light side or dark side? I'm gonna go with light side because. Oh, okay. yeah. I love the way that they connect through to nature and everything around them, right? The way they describe the force, right? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you see like a lot of like dark side cis characters, they're amazing powers, right? That anger just makes the most craziest things possible. But then there's the flip side with the light. It's like, I love the way that they connect with everything around them. I mean, they just seem like be like in tune with the earth, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. And so something about that just calls to me. So I love that. Yeah, a few influences to my my Galaxy's Edge saber creation. Oh, nice. Uh, one was Tenelka from the the Legends, the Young Jedi books. Um, she had a Rancor tooth lightsaber. Wow. Uh, yeah. One broke and she got her arm chopped off. Uh, so probably not the best influence, but you know, <laughs> I I like what I like. Uh, the next. <laughs> <laughs> the next was uh, was Gunji with a nice. uh, from from Clone Wars with yeah. a wooden lightsaber, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. and between those two things and also the the exact thing that you just mentioned the the connection to nature uh, got me to choose elemental nature for my lightsaber. I didn't even look at the other hilts as soon as I saw that one. It was just like this is three things that like shape my my lightsaber love appreciation for Jedi characters, just everything kind of coming together in this, this one uh, lightsaber option that it was just like, Oh, protection and defense. No, 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 no. Let's go with the wooden <laughs> one with the rank or two. Let's go. Cause I, I love that. I'm, I'm the happiest when I'm out in nature connecting with that. And, and it's the same thing that I, I love and appreciate about the Jedi. So it's, it's awesome yeah. to hear someone else uh, love that part of it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of lightsabers, lightsaber color of choice. Green. <laughs> yes. I, I, I like the green too. I mean, it's, I'm, an, I'm, I'm an Irishman. I guess it's natural. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. I was going to tell you, you reminded me of Rancor Tooth. You reminded me of the second time that's come up today. Um, I think there's a, a flight that they sell um, at Oga's Cantina with Rancor yep. Teeth, right? That make up the flight, right? It's like a little yep. set. Yeah. I when I went to Oga's, they were sold out of that. They said we can steer, still give you just the beer, yeah. and it's the same price, but you don't get the 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 thing. Uh, I, like, I don't. Wh- uh, why well. would I want that? Like, yeah, I, I got drunk in in Disney World because I hadn't <laughs> had lunch yet, and the Florida sun hit me because I had like three shots. Anyway, um, yeah. 
bad stuff, but if not, not relevant, not relevant. Yeah. No. <laughs> let it go. Just let it go. If, um, oh, I wanted that so bad that, yeah. but they were, yeah. So I was like, what do you mean sold out? Come on. You've been open for two freaking weeks. Um, anyway, I'm definitely not sour. What's, <laughs> what's your affiliation of choice? It is Jedi bounty hunters, Sith rebels. I'm something gonna in say between rebels, rebels. Long um, <laughs> I'm going to say Rebels. Yes. Oh, the X-Wing home. I just, I love obviously the ships. And again, I love this whole found family of people that come together mm. to fight a cause, right? Just the idea of that. Um, you know, there's so many different cool groups to like pick from those. So it's like it's something for everybody out there, right? But I always come back yeah. to Rebels. <laughs> I love it. Well, they, they fought the good fight and they won. I yeah. love it. It's inspirational. The the triumph of of good versus tyranny. It's it's timeless. Absolutely. So, without further ado, let's get into the meat of this episode. The meat. Episodes four and five, or chapters four and five. How do they listen to these? Chapter part, one. part, 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 part four and five. I was getting the word wrong. There we go. Parts four and five of Kenobi. If you listen to our last episode, you know that we're just going to talk about these as a collection yeah. rather than maybe specifically right. break them down. Okay. Like you don't have to say throw something and, and pause, pause. Uh, we can't talk about part five. No, yeah, just exactly. it's so, free form. This is also spoiler territory for anyone that wants yes. to back out i don't think i gave that last time but like it should be pretty obvious right that we are going precisely. to go full spoilers if you haven't if you're not caught up yet uh catch up this episode is going to be dropping the same day that the final episode drops oh my god oh Ooh, so do, not, yeah do, do we, people are listening to this uh do we know if the finale is going to be like doubled up length? These episodes factor out with those like 10 minutes of credits. These episodes are like 30, 32, 35 minutes there. They're awfully short. So I'm wondering if we're really going to get socked with like a longer part six. I saw a rumor that it was going to be quite long. Like okay, 19 minutes cool. long. I hope wow. so. Wow. Yeah, I really do. That's going to. I'm glad I. Uh, and that's not a travel day for me, so I can, <laughs> I can lazy it out, <laughs> skip yeah. my workout that morning before I hit the road. So before we get into our thoughts, I did put out on Twitter literally as I was pressing record, and I'm so happy literally. people got uh, got back to me. But uh, so we have first off, I just basically just asked like, do you have any thoughts on on episodes uh, five or four and five? Um, <laughs> the first the first one we got was Abby, who's been on the show, Kid Sidious. Uh, no thoughts, just screaming and crying. That's a lie. <laughs> my, my thought is after all this time, Vader is so much Anakin, uh, still so much Anakin, and still mm-hmm. has Anakin's tunnel vision when it comes to what he's focused on and yeah. fueled by his rage. It shows that Vader's raw strength is still competing with Anakin's internal weakness and inability to see past his fear for and fear of those he loves. Okay, thanks. Damn, bye. girl. Oh man, Damn, Abby. Holy crap! I know. What nice. A, what a very nice. Movie. Yeah, that was. Um, t- let's talk about nail it. It's like uh, when you go to those places where you have axe throwing. That's <laughs> that's how she nailed that point. <laughs> Good work, kid. Good work, uh, kid. Abby, we're gonna have to get you back on the show sometime soon and and, and catch up because I want to hear some more thoughts as always because uh, she always has some some great insight to whatever we're talking about. But uh, yeah, nailed that one. Uh, we got another one. Uh, Uru Phil at Ninth Paragon on Twitter uh, said, "My thought for part five is wow, 
It was in every way the awe-inspectable spectacle we come to expect from Star Wars. The poetic nature, the operatic tone all came to the fore in that episode with half of the third act to go. Uh, I just wonder what overture of television Deborah has planned. Deborah. Yes. Deborah. Do it for us, Deborah. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. We got uh, another one more, one more from, uh, from Carly, AKA Scarlet, uh, Scarlet underscore stream on Twitter. Um, She's been on the show. I think everyone oh, yeah, yeah. Phil. So thank you, uh, Phil. We're going to have to add you to the list we'll as well. Tee you up. You're going to be on the very uh, short list. Exclusive. For sure. For sure. Uh, Vader. Uh, so Scarlett said, uh, Vader is freaking brutal. Just brutal. He is full of hate and seeking revenge. He's basically toying with Obi-Wan. Ouch. In, in and a, mouse. a little bit of this. Which... I, I will agree to a part, but I think there, we're starting to see Obi-Wan try to toy with Vader as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Part five was very heavy as he was, you know, striking mm-hmm. it when he was kind of getting to the core of things with Reva. Oh, and such a such a wild card um, with where we I don't want to jump ahead, but where we see, we see Reva's arc just within. 15 minutes of episode five or in part five, my God, you know, she's in, she's out, but then she decodes the secret message. And then what is she going to do with that information? Yeah. So overall synopsis story kind of thing. Uh, Quick recap, Charlie, do you want to to lead us through maybe a quick recap or just even to memory or I don't. don't, uh, Yes. I I will go from memory. Uh, So it's uh, part four. Obi-Wan is uh, waking up in that back to tank with the fever dream of, of things past uh, realizing, uh, then quickly finding out that Leia has been kidnapped and she's at the super duper uh, non-fun water park of the, (laughs) the uh, fortress inquisitorious. So he devises a crazy wacky rescue. Uh, You get to see Reva be the ultimate, you know, know, let's call CPS a uh, child abuser uh, is getting Leia, you know, trying to interrogate Leia. And she's just, she's just not going for it. Are we having the staring contest? Oh yeah. It's just, oof. that kid is just, she chew, just chews scenery everywhere she goes. They go from there to strapping her in the chair. Obi-Wan and Talus show up. Um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's got his jam back. He cuts the power, chops up some stormies. Breaks lay out. They're running down the uh, subterranean uh, water tunnel, but not before uh, the Chamber of Horrors, which is the basically the Jurassic Park of dead Jedi. All those Jedi stuck in amber. Oh, my God. Yes. And, and we had some great references in there. I'm not talking about the kid that was in there because that was not a great reference. But we had uh, who was uh, in Mark, you'll know from the Clone Wars, the alien guy. He was in the library. What was his name? Oh, I just saw his name, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is not me, Mark. Mark, I know because you tweeted about it. What's 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 this? Yeah, name? I did, and I uh, the name's escaping. Well, just thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, we 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 got a stream of those. But that plus what we see in kind of the uh, the the break room that the uh, Inquisitors have, where they have all the lightsabers they've collected. It's just they love their gross little trophies. So anyway, jump back to Obi Wan. He's going down. He's got to stop the uh, the broken. Um, window from rushing with water he escapes they get leia uh, they're sneaking her uh, out on the platform you know using the uh, the old-fashioned uh, you know three guys in a trench coat to sneak her out and then a couple of t-47s the snow speeders show up which i love that shit that was awesome hopefully hasbro will release that 
uh, as a black series, uh, again, uh, full size vehicle. Cause I missed it the first time around. Oh, and then they they just, snow speeder, right? Yeah. That's yeah. They sure did. And I was like, Oh, I'll hold out until it's cheaper. And then it was off the market. Um, so they do manage to get away, but of course, Poor Lola, the little droid, has been tagged in the traditional fashion with a restraining boat. Her uh, blue eye is turned to red, so you know it's going to be a bad scenario. <laughs> and scene. There you go. Tara Sanubi was the name of that character. So. Thank you very much. That poor fella. But yeah, he, he, got, he obviously got his on the old uh, Burger King, it's your order 66 night. Not good stuff. <laughs> so when I was first watching this, I was really wondering if they were dead and like preserved, you know, corpses, or if this was almost like a carbonite freezing. They didn't That's appear to be, they yeah. didn't appear to be injured. You didn't see any visible, right. uh, visible scarring on them. No, you know, oh, I've a hole stuck in me. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. Are they, yeah. are they alive? And yeah. that could be even more Sith emperor, like kind of, you know, like kind of that, that, they're they're frozen so they mm-hmm. can almost you know through the force or something maybe observe mm-hmm. everything going on around them see the world crumble but never truly die like i, I wouldn't put that past vader or the right Emperor, so that, that's very that's very palpy i agree with you yeah yeah either way not the best um thing to walk through for sure right uh and then episode five the shit hit the fan Oh, my God. Oh, oh let, let me also say in episode part four, we did get uh, Ice Cube Jr. That would be O'Shea Jackson Jr. as a starring awesome ass rebel leader who very sure he's going to die. And that's why we never see him again, because what a what a bummer. He's so great. I love Rick. I want yeah. his own movie show <laughs> special, whatever it is. But I want it pure like man on fire, Punisher, like right. Netflix Punisher style, just like he he loses his wife, maybe a kid. He doesn't really touch. He did definitely the wife and just goes fucking bananas. And we see him just completely (laughs) unhinged. But I think I keep saying like like Star Wars can do what Marvel does and, you know, branch out in different genres and stuff. I think this could be their man on fire. Like, I think this could be just like, what about going nuts, but then finding his way back to the light. Like he goes full Punisher of like, I'm just going to kill every imp that I see Mm -hmm. to like, maybe I can take this rage and channel it and focus it to help people along the path. And I'd love to see that kind of redemption. And they don't have to go full violence, like the Punisher or something like that does. But I do want to see like that man unhinged after losing his family and just a regular guy, not a Jedi. Right. Not a rebel, not a a soldier, just a regular guy with a freaking Wookiee bowcaster that we yep. see in episode Ooh, five. I know. Like, where, did he, where did he pick that up? Pick cool. that up in the aftermarket. What about um, him and uh, Cassian is like Butch and Sundance? You know what I mean? Whatever works. It yeah. That I, I mean, um, I'm down. This is hot stuff. I, I think yeah, he's a great great character and and really um, had some has some great stuff. But again, yeah, if, if he does bite the bullet by the end of this series it seems like just such right, a, a right. and yeah, i mean same thing it's already said we lost tala already i was and just I mean, gonna say tala like, would have worked really well together roken and tala yeah. would have been an awesome my team. my new star wars crush taken away from me i was gonna, and obi-wan's too did you just see how broken up he was as she saw that she as that door closed and she yeah. holding up that thermal detonator with uh uh what's the droid's name ned ned or ned. ted 
Ned Beatty. Yeah, vo- vo- quote unquote voiced by Kevin Smith, as I understand it. There was there was actually something that I read which I thought was kind really? of crazy. But but here's a in quick sidebar about Tala to the genius of um, Hasbro. Uh, the day or the same day or even potentially the day before this aired, uh, figure drop of Tala, and then she's dead. So, but then again, you know what? It was the same thing with all the Rogue One characters, and we all still bought them, didn't we? All of us figure people. So, but there was but, a sale on Turkle. Oh no, I mean, oh, oh sorry, yeah. Uh, you're right. I, you're right. I can get a whole bag of Star Wars figures right there at Meyer for like seven ninety nine. Good deal. I like it. <laughs> Rogue One Squadron, Aunt Peru, and Uncle Owen. Exactly. All Every, the same. Uh, yeah. You, um, everybody else who was on Scarif, you bet. Okay, well, should they all go in a Death Star urn? I mean, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> oh, all your characters from Alderaan. You got Bale and Brig, Queen Briha. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That is. Uh, That's Stone Cold. That's Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So episode five synopsis. Charlie, you want to run us through that one too? No problem. So yeah, our, our, our rebel pals make it back to base. Um, yeah, the, the rebel base, but of course they're being tracked. Uh, Vader is now on the scene. Um, Reva has slid her way into the Grand Inquisitor uh, slot. Very Klingon, by the way, in the Klingon culture. Here, give me a chance to ramble about uh, Star Trek. In the Klingon culture, one uh, ascends in position in the military rank by killing your superior when you feel that your superior is unfit for duty which is kind of what she did, but it's not until we get a little deeper into this episode that we can really figure out what her end game is all about. So at any rate, they're, they're tracking down. Uh, Lola immediately pops out, and because she's bad droid, she uh, locks the doors so that the uh, our rebel friends are not going to be able to escape on their ship. Uh, little Leia crawls up there and starts trying to fix it, which is kind of cute because she's digging through. She looks like, you know, uh, Snyder on one day at a time with a big old telephone booth trying to fix all that stuff. Um, but you know, the bulk of the episode is when our you know, the imps arrive and we get my favorite thing in the world, plain white stormies. I'm an army builder when it comes to the Star Wars Black Series, so I'm always picking up plain white stormies to add to my collection, so I love seeing them. We get a new Purge Trooper, slight edition. Mark knows yeah. I already have one, but I'll probably get this next one, too, um, to go on on the new shelf I just cleared out for Star Wars figures because, you know, it's a sickness and I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we get down there and uh, our Rebels have their base blocked off but uh, you know Reva and Obi-Wan are standing on two sides of the door uh, communicating through the force maybe a little bit or just regular dialogue it's revealed that Reva was in fact uh, in the temple it was she was a little girl that we saw in part one uh, and that she watched Anakin storm in uh, and kill all her friends and that's how she knew that Darth Vader was Anakin she picked it up um, and she has been spending the last 10 years working her way up once she was discovered and and brought into the Inquisitors to the point that she was going to be able to kill Vader. So Obi-Wan, quote unquote, cuts a deal with her. Finally, the the, uh, the the forces break through. There's lots of kabooms and explosions. We lose Tala. We lose Ned the Robot, as we had said. Um, Obi-Wan and the gang manages to jump uh, on a ship. They're about ready to get away when Vader storms in. That's right. He got through and he did that beautiful, you know, star killer moment where he was able to to grab that, pluck it, tear it apart. He's it's funny. I was watching it last night and and with the captions on and one of the captions for Vader when he's doing that says roar. roar." This is pretty sweet. But once he does that, Reba's like she's Scooby-Doo and up on him, dude. 
do, 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 do. She pulls out her saber like she's going to do shit about it. And Vader pulls a total Kylo, stops that blade. And then he just starts, he starts moonwalking around shit. He's like, it come, you know, he's dancing around, dancing around, finally gets her saber and runs her through. And this is hilarious because April was upstairs. My wife was upstairs, came downstairs, watched the last part of it with me again. And she said, why the hell didn't they just kill her? I mean, this is like a James Bond movie. You know, it reminds you, it reminds you of Dr. Evil. No, I'm not actually going to watch them die. I'm going to set them up in an overly elaborate plot and then just assume it all works out. <laughs> that was really what it was. He even had the dual blades. Like he took Dooku's head off. Like just. Right. Yeah. I was a moment. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you're, you're going to get a Django Dooku bowling ball effect here. It's going to be a bad scenario. But at any rate, he's standing there. She's laying there. She's like, uh, she might as well have stuck her feet up in the air. Uh, you know, but you see the, the Grand Inquisitor is alive and he reaches down and he takes her badge off because, you know, that's kind of like, you know, kicking her in the stomach. Talk about kicking somebody when they're down, literally, uh, with a hole in their stomach. Um, and then they kind of storm off and she's kind of flailing around. Uh, and sees that there's a broken uh, hologram, little disky thing on the ground, picks it up. It's half of Bale's message that says, oh, it's blah, 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 Tatooine, blah, 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 boy, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and then she goes, hmm. And of course, our people are flying away, Obi-Wan sensing something's wrong, and then the episode's over. Scene. There we go. All right. So with that very quick synopsis, I'm going to put it out there. To Mark first, what did you think of these two episodes overall i think they were great i mean i love the series so far so um i think that um for with the introduction of tala that was a very important thing um and how that all plays out because i think it's a very good example of what leah needs to see that people Mm. are capable of of the people that are willing to fight for this rebellion that's up ahead right um so i i i'm really sad that character is already gone but you know that's getting ahead of ourselves before yeah. we talk about five but but as far as four just getting a little background on that character i i loved tala i it, me too it's one of the best additions i think the star wars in a while so it's, it's pretty cool um and you got yeah. a fantastic actress playing the part you know just completely sold it it's so awesome when like, she's doing the i of course i'm a spy yeah bit back and forth with reva like right it's like Whose side is she on? Yeah, she's exactly. convincing me, and I know she's a good guy. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's like she, oh, yeah. Like I said, well, they, my, my, I my newest think, Star Wars crush for yeah. numerous mm. reasons is just taken from me so so quickly. They probably like, had a lot of time fair. to think about what they were going to say when that moment came, right? Because it mm-hmm. was going to happen mm-hmm. one way or another. They had to be ready for it. Um, yeah. But then, of course, in, in, in four, we get the, the, the stormtrooper getting, like, you know, just cut in half because they fall on that laser gate it was like one of the Whoops. best moments ever <laughs> don't worry he'll, he'll be he'll be back with robot legs that's what happens you fine it'll be fine, it'll be fine. it's, so it's all good that was so Just unexpected i didn't expect Ooh, to wait. see that in a disney show right and i saw that i'm like right. oh, oh, oh okay cool i was like whoa so yeah <laughs> very badass moment uh charlie overall um, you know, there was a nonstop griping of, of course, from our own tax doctor, Todd Oxford. Oh, well, you know, episode four was so boring and, burr, 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 and the, the trench coat thing and this and that. But again, I'm looking at it as, as a nice gonna get her out. I, I don't know. She had trench coats and uh, yeah, all that stuff. Um, I, I mean, I, I look at it as one long flowing piece. I, I've not been 
overly bummed out by anything that's happened on the series. I don't think they're yeah. dragging ass too much. I think they're bringing uh, individual pieces to it. Uh, I was glad to see the bit with Reva. I was sure that the 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 you know the Grand Inquisitor that we knew about. I knew he was coming back because they can't retcon him out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're we're now the uh, the Twitterverse and social media in general is set alive with uh, everybody survives a stab wound except Qui Gon. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, stab wound. It's like it ain't no thing. Arms, legs, stab wound. You know, so you still can have back to tank. You get rid of any damn thing. Grow a new head. You're like Deadpool. You grow a new head. It's no big deal. Exactly. Totally. Totally. You have um, to have that rage. You have to have that revenge. The Jedi just don't have, especially not Qui Gon. Just didn't have that. Right. Uh, yeah. He was. He was. He was hell. He was hella mellow. He was like Birkenstocks in the hacky sack. I mean, look at his his look. You know, with the big long flowing poncho. It was a whole thing. But Couple yeah. Of, I, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, Savage uh, getting getting stabbed and the green smoke coming out. And you almost yeah. expect that for, uh, from uh, from Qui Gon. Right, uh, it's a different kind of green smoke. The, the, the electric but, uh, lettuce, we know. Smells, yeah, it smells, <laughs> smells a little funky. Oh there, my god, it's, it smells uh, like Otto's yeah. jacket in here. Uh, <laughs> Simpsons reference. Sorry, can't help it. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it overall. We're, we're building to this great big crescendo. I have my thoughts, fears, hopes about. Um, about episode six and, and or part six, you know, uh, messing with the lore with Luke and everything. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope it steers further away from that, even though Obi-Wan does have to go home. Hopefully we don't really find some kind of forced interaction between Obi-Wan and Luke when they're not going to meet for another 10 years. So why, so why sneak that in there? So, um, but yeah. It will be it will be something dramatic and fantastic that we will bring right back to you on this very program in a couple of weeks. Can't wait. I mean, I mean, Luke Luke knows of old Ben Kenobi, the crazy hermit. Like he knows right. who he is by the time we get to A New Hope. So right. there could be interaction there. Think about someone you met when you're ten years old. If you met them again when you're twenty, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. wow, that's that weird dude that kind of like lived out in the desert or something. He didn't. He did something. I can't. I can't remember. It was ten years ago. It was half my life ago. Like you know, it's it's like there's still some stuff that I think they could play around with with interaction. Obviously, nothing too crazy, but I think there's some room there for like he knows who Ben is. He knows a little bit about like he's a little wonky. Uh, so I, I yeah, I'm not super worried about what they do there, but. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, the funniest like, are they gonna kill Luke? It's like, oh, come on, honey. Um, <laughs> come on, man. I know. Yeah, those I, are the uh, internet's flying around all the wags. Yeah, the wags. But, uh, I'm not overall, buying it. I thought these were we excellent episodes. And and to uh, to Abby's point, cinematic as hell. Especially there's a moment in uh, I I think it's episode five that it's it's the Vader on on the Star Destroyer saying launch the attack and you get the ship kind of cutting the planet as it pans down and then launching the ships down towards the planet and the music just kind of swells and it feels more cinematic than I think any of these Star Wars TV shows on Disney Plus have so mm -hmm. far and it was like it yeah one of those moments that it was just like oh this is just Star Wars doesn't matter if it's a movie show. Does it? This is like they're just going Star Wars. They're throwing money at this. They're making it feel big, and it's I. I it is cinematic as hell. It's it's just it's it's making me feel like 
just that swell of star Wars emotion of like seeing something on the big screen. And it doesn't matter if it's a small screen, but it's just, it's, it's hitting you. Uh, favorite moments and scenes for you guys, uh, Mark, we'll start again with you. Uh, any, anything stick out in either of these episodes? Um, let's see, just in general for number four, um, I really love the way Tala handled the security guard when they were trying to sneak in, right? Just the authority, the clap back, just everything, the whole moment. I mean, she just sold it. It was, it was very well done. Everybody in the empire is so snarky. That's, I know. that's, that's uh, yeah, you really got, you really got to embrace that and you got to step up. Indeed. It's another one of those moments of like, oh, maybe she's actually bad. Yeah. Like maybe this is her yeah. turning them in. Like it was just one of those. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. This just say, I think you're, I mean, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, just the fact that you didn't quite know if she was going to turn on your, what, and that's nothing bad about the, 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 how do you say the, the, the arc of the character. It's just that I think that she needed to sell being an Imperial officer to get them in there. Right. And, you know, and so that that I thought was pretty well done. Um, I absolutely love the way the duel played with the, throughout the whole episode um, in number five, because the, while that's going on, it also plays into what's happening in the moment. Right. Um, and the way that all plays out, like, again, like Kenobi still knows this person really well. It's still Anakin, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're happy. Mm-hmm. But I know what drives you. I know how to get you. Right. And it, yeah. it's like, and it, uh, uh, the fight isn't always going to be with, you know, lightsabers. It's like, it's going to be a mental fight as well. And so it was just, it was really great to see them in that time period again. But mm-hmm. it was awesome to see how things were playing out in the now. And mm-hmm. then how Anakin was remembering all that, right? Because it's like, you know, and there was that scene where um, he's in front of like the, um, like in the bridge and then the hyperspace is like, Oh, right. right yeah. Now. I love that. I love that, 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 that pan off to the side and watching that hyperlight tunnel still follow. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that was some great cinematography. I enjoyed that very much. There, there's a scene in Clone Wars like that with Ahsoka, exactly the same mm-hmm. her standing in front of it. And it was, and it was when she felt Anakin turn. Right. Right. Yeah. When little so, things so, like that, right. The way it echoed throughout everything that we know, Star Wars was all in that episode. So I, I have to say, it's like, it's funny. You would think that, Maybe one's favorite episode would have passed already, but number five is my favorite one so far. They really mm-hmm. did a good job of putting that together. Yeah, uh, I agree. Number five is my favorite as well. Charlie, what uh, any any specific scenes stand out to you? I mean, I, I spoke again about the you know the the Jurassic Park walkthrough tunnel of the of the frozen Jedi. <clears throat> just chills chills and, and horror but yeah the um you know the 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 pure brutality of um of watching a a squadron a phalanx of those stormtroopers pour through and there's the fast blaster fire going back and forth and watching the sacrifice talent you know kind of giving herself away um you know to to save uh them all and and, and again just watching vader tear through and then watching him you know matrix dance around reva like you're not did he never he, he never even pulled out his own saber it was it was nothing to him so yeah just to watch uh, he he is he is all of the sith he is all of the anger all of the rage he has taken everything that made him this the chosen one an absolute photo negative and he's a damn hulking robot on on you know who's stumpy with no arms no legs and still his anger pushes him through being able to shut down anybody and anything so that's just 
Vader is so much more menacing um, in the Disney era than was anything that we saw in the OT. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. So yeah, wild, yeah. wild, wild to see where where things are going to evolve my, um, uh, in the next in the finale. My brother hasn't watched an episode. He's going to wait till Wednesday and then watch them all at once. And oh my god! About it, no spoilers on on the weekend. And he was asking me, you know, what I thought about it, and I was like, and I knew he liked the comics, and I said, this is the most like some of the most brutal we've seen Vader. And he was like, come on, like they're going pretty dark in the comics. I was like, no, 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 this, this is comic Vader. This is, mm-hmm, I'm, going mm-hmm. to you. I'm going to show you my power and I'm going to toy with you because I can, and it's fun to me. And I was like, this, this is that Vader. This is the Vader that will snap your neck because it's funny and then move on. Like it didn't matter. And like, that was the, so, so he was just kind of sitting there like, are you serious? Or are you just playing this up? Cause you are a star Wars idiot. And I was like, no, well, I mean, I am, but like also it's, it's a really good demonstration of Vader just being yeah. an unhinged maniac. Uh, for, for me though, a couple that you, like you guys mentioned a few, but, um, and I, I think Mark picked this up or, or maybe someone said, mentioned it earlier, uh, Charlie, I, I can't remember who said this, but anyway, it was Leia just effortlessly and naturally fighting the mind reading mm-hmm. was, yeah. was so good. And just Leia doesn't really know who, you know, what her lineage is. She doesn't realize that she is a very, very powerful force user at this point. And it's just so natural to her, kind of like it is with Ray. And I loved seeing that parallel. Um, I did at one point start to feel sympathetic towards Riva and then she put Leia in the chair. And as soon as I heard Leia scream, I was like, Mm-mm, nah, Riva's losing her head. I'm not going to flinch. Like, let's go lightsabers up boys. Let's do this. Like she did. Like, that's it. You don't, don't mess with, with little Leia. That's it. Um, Obi-Wan in the dark episode four. Yes. <laughs> we see, Obi-Wan this whole time he's scared he's weak he's lost a lot of his connection to the force and even in earlier in that episode he struggles to move the the little uh thing whatever it is on the ship he's just trying to move something he's like yeah I'll be okay and uh, Tal is like you know you got to heal more than just your physical you got to heal the mind he's like yeah I'll get there don't worry about it um in the dark Obi-Wan had, Mark, I don't know if you're a video game fan. I know Charlie isn't. So I'm going to explain this as a Doom moment. Uh, I know what Doom is, damn it. Okay, good. So the 2016 version specifically of Doom uh, was, there's there's no cover, there's no anything. It's most video games, you're, you're in a room, you're trapped in a room with like your enemies and you have to kind of figure a way out. No, no, no. In Doom, the enemies are trapped in a room with you. And this was Obi-Wan's doom moment. Uh, there's, you know, the, the, the hallway, even, even like a couple of scenes earlier, he, he's doing his little sound thing. He's trapped in the hallway trying to get around the stormtroopers. The second he knows where Leia is and knows he has to rescue, something snaps, something yep. happens. And it's in that scene and in every scene afterwards, the stormtroopers are trapped there with him. Yeah. I Holy like friggin' shit! I love that. <laughs> Every it was single. Great. I just I had tears just watching him come back. Right. I was like, that's yeah. our everyone right there. Right. Yeah. That's what we've been waiting for. And but it was nice that we got the buildup of that. Right. Oh, because yeah. we got to that moment and he finally realizes I have to do something. It's like this is it. 
right? This yeah. is the moment. And and he stepped up and it was so great because Leia needed it, you know? So. so good. So good. It was everything I wanted from the whole thing. And it was just that I kind of going into this series, I expected it to be a slow buildup. The the rocky montage of, of Obi-Wan. I didn't realize it was going to be literally a scene change snap between, like I said, he's trapped in a hallway with stormtroopers to these stormtroopers are trapped in a room with me. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a, a slight chuckle at Grievous's wet dream box full of lightsabers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 30 seconds. He died before his dream came true and there's just lightsabers everywhere. Like poor Grievous. I know. It, it, that would that would have been his free bird, I'll tell you. All those lightsabers. Um, the uh, oh man, the trust me, I it, you trust me, I trust her. Go get a ladder, like yeah. zero has a <laughs> go get a ladder. Is uh, that like, like go get a helmet? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was just it's so again trusting of Leia even at the young age. It's it's showing that she's a leader and that he trusts her and that you should trust her and just she knows what she's doing. Just. Just trust yeah. this girl. Um, it's and then again, Charlie, you mentioned Vader, but uh, that was mm. it. The only other thing I, I do want to mention again, mentioning video games, Episode Four. If you played Fallen Order, yes. like the I see no shields, that because no, you know, no one would be stupid enough to attack them. Like you know, somewhere I, I just I think I made the meme and posted it on Twitter. So I was like basically like hold my beer, Victor and Cal just smiling, <laughs> uh, and the same kind of thing like. Obi-Wan holding the water back. Vader did the same thing in that game. Just some mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. video game fan. Like you were, you were smiling a little extra during that episode for sure. Yeah. Um, I think we already touched on most of this, so we can kind of skip it. But if you guys have any other honorable mentions, I want to ask some favorite characters, character moments, anything stuck out that we didn't touch on yet. Mark. Um, I mean, I think it, going back to like Obi-Wan, like you said, the moment where like he, he just, snaps and it's just back there right mm-hmm. I, I love that we've seen it with with him now we've seen it with luke um and we've seen it with cal Kestis in that when you cut yourself off from the force whether it be through trauma or just because you feel it's safer to not mm-hmm. do that anymore and then you finally get in tune with it back again and it's not always easy it's like you've turned away from this. It's like, and I think it shouldn't be easy for you to just go back. Right. You right. have to find yourself within that light again. Right. Mm-hmm. And that whole moment where he tells Leia, you know, it's like when you're afraid of being in the dark and all of a sudden you turn that light back again, when you find that light again and he mm-hmm. found that light again. And it just, it's such a great moment because I think it informs what happens to Luke later in the last Jedi very much. Right. Which a lot of people didn't really care for, but I think it is important to see that, when you get you have to deal with what happens to you in your life it's not always going to be a happy ending and you Mm. have to do what you have to do to survive unfortunately some sometimes that means cutting yourself off from this force this great thing in your life that has brought you know you to this journey and made it possible for a lot of things to go well and also made it possible for things that go so bad (laughs) so um yeah it's super important I, i i love that we keep this, this theme going over and over again because um, I love the way they did it and and, um, and um, oh my god why am I forgetting the name of the Calcast game you just said it a minute ago. Oh, Fallen Order. Fallen mm-hmm. Order, sorry. Yes. Um, 
it's just fantastic seeing that journey with Cal in that game. Though. And I love that that part four really kind of touched base or touched on all that and made you love the game even more. It's like you're like, oh, there's like echoes of the game in this, right? So it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, I also love again that uh, the the scene that I mentioned of Obi Obi Wan in the dark, but it, it kind of again harkens back to like episode three. I want to say the the writing on the wall of Quinlan saying, you know, when you're yes. in the dark, you can see the light, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a snap back, right? Like the room was dark, and and that's when you saw him regain the light. So I thought that was a fun callback that I, I just you kind of made me realize just as you were talking there. That's uh, interesting, Charlie. Any anything stand out character? Gosh, I mean, it's 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 been covered. I did love the I think the the, the cutting of the back and forth, obviously, with the uh, the scene uh, with Anakin and Obi-Wan from back in the day uh, versus cutting around what we're seeing, thinking and feeling at this time. Oh, all very powerful stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, can't even really fully conceptualize what we're going to see on Wednesday or the day you're listening to this in the future. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be something. That's kind of where I want to leave it is, is what are your theories or expectations or do you even go, are you guys going in with theories or expectations? Cause I, for one, I'll answer this first. I'm not, I am, I am going in expectationless. I'm trying to have as few theories as possible. And uh, the only expectation I have is, I think we're going to see Obi-Wan with his eyes closed, similar to how he was kind of introduced or very early on, at least uh, saying, you know, master kind of talk to me and Mm -hmm. this time we're going to see some blue light reflected on him and we're going to hear Qui-Gon's voice. I don't think we're going to see him Mm -hmm. hear him just saying, you know, like, hello, you know, or something along, you know, some just, just, just a very quick kind of like, Oh, it's Qui-Gon. Then the series is going to end. But uh, that yeah. that that's kind of my only expectation. It's it's very very much like that end card. What about you guys? Any any expectations going in? I myself am keeping it like I said, completely clear. I just don't want anything that's going to really be. A, it's the the it's the, the Luke part of it that kind of frightens me. I, I don't want I don't want that to be some if any of anything. I mean obviously they've teed it up that it will be something. Um I don't see Reva making it necessarily, but then again she's still like I said, floundering around with everything but her legs sticking in the air. Oh so I don't know what that's gonna look like. Um I mean what if we don't see Vader at all? What if he's just done? Um and and maybe this is a story of well now Reva's gonna go to she's gonna go back to Tatooine and she is going to kill Luke, you know, or she's going to hold a knife at his throat or she's going to, you know, terrorize, uh, you know, Owen and Beru and Luke. I, I don't know. You're right. I don't know. So I, you're right. I wouldn't say it was expectations as much as just not knowing what direction they're going to go in. And and that's great. That's good. That's what makes it worth watching. Yeah. Mark. So going over everything that you uh, both have said, <clears throat> I, yeah, absolutely. I want to see this wrap up. And also maybe add like more to everything that we know from A New Hope, right? I mean, as we lead into that or whatever is ahead. But yeah, I don't want them to like do too much with Luke. Like I said, I'm a little afraid of what, what they could do there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just hoping that it just ends and it blows us away. Whatever that may be, right? I, I want it mm-hmm. to be an absolute surprise in that they'll give us something that we never thought we would get at the end of the series. 
But my only thing is, I, I like you, I do really want Qui Gon to, yeah. you know, a voice and like appear and say, you know, new, new Force Ghost, who this, you know. So yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, that to me is That's like, it. I think such an important bookend for the series because it started with Yoda telling him that he could commune with him that way, right? And mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. So it absolutely would be an important part to this if they could put it in. And I, I hope they, they found a way to do so. Yeah, me too. Mm hmm. There are rumors of a season two very, very quickly as it stands right now. And this could be a yes or no question if you wanted to, but do you want at this point a season two, or do you think they can end this in a way where it's like, this is very satisfactory. Let's be done with it. Super Uh, duper hard. No, you know what you put, you, you pulled it off to this point. Don't, don't put this is a don't push your luck kind of situation mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah end it let it be done move on to andor and it's it's done for all time yeah mark you're you're not i agree, agree. I agree. Yeah. like i said they have a, obviously they have an amazing team i mean if they could pull it off doing it right that's fine but i almost feel like uh, uh, i don't want too much of a good thing i don't want this to get messed up so mm-hmm. I, i'd be okay if this is all we got or if obi-wan popped up in like another series in that time period later like if they did something with the path or whatever right you know right. whatever that may be mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. have him pop up again i think it would be great it doesn't necessarily have to be this story and deeper into the vader and obi-wan lore whatever of that time period but i like that yeah, yeah. That's good uh, because there's, there is one thing in this that if they don't explain that maybe we do need a season two. And that's the, the only other thing I can think of is Vader knows Obi-Wan's alive. Why would Vader stop looking for him? I think we're going to get the answer to that in this episode. I think, right. but, yeah. and, and if that's not answered in a, in a satisfactory way, yeah. season two could be that like one last mission, Obi-Wan fakes his death, Vader thinks he's toast, we move on, and that's how you know series two ends or something like that. But aside from that, yeah, I mean, unless they have an incredibly good story reason to go back, not just this was a success, Disney just backed up a dump truck full of money to my house let's right. make <laughs> right uh, if the, but if the, as long as there's a reason to do it like story wise mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that, that, that 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 is also my fear is that it just like let's just let's just plow forward and make a go of it yeah that's not that's not really what i'm hoping for yeah so we will see uh mark thank you so much for joining us this has been a blast oh thank you for having me on <laughs> Good times, I'm, indeed. I'm really, really happy um, to have been on the show. I'm sorry it took this long. Uh, we've, I think, <laughs> at this point, got everyone from from Pink Milk aside from uh, from Tom, yeah. which I, I've been told is never going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> so we, I think we, we saved the best for last, and I'm sure the rest are going to come after me for for saying that. But it, this was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it was me. Hey, was me. There we go. There we go. I have Brian in my DMs tomorrow, or uh, <laughs> even before this episode drops, he's just going to know. Right, like, exactly. Something about me. Uh, uh, of course, that's, we'll that's tell them. <laughs> uh, but Mark, Mark, tell tell people where they can find you if they don't already know, okay, sure. and uh, and and what you're up to. Yeah, so um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram on at, at imldiablito, um, and then yeah, like I said, I love guesting on different shows from time to time. Um, we did um, a show recently with some good friend of ours called Two Songs One Couple, right? Um, and it was myself and my partner David, and we went through. 
uh, four songs for Pride Month, and we picked different artists, right? You know, there's all different types of music, too, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I was just also awesome. on, um, you know, trying to think of the other shows, um, Octo Radio uh, with Alden and Emma the other day, so that just came out. So that's it's been a lot of fun, just been guesting on, you know, different shows and talking about different subjects, nice. but, mm-hmm. you know, but right now it's like, we're in deep in Kenobi fever. So that seems to be the recurring subject you know, that we keep, all keep talking about because that's the big buzz right now, right? <laughs> the buzz. You got it. Yeah. Well, we'll have one more Kenobi episode with uh, uh, episode five or episode six plus kind of a full overview. Right. Uh, time so uh so tune in for that in a couple of weeks but uh again mark thank you for joining us uh charlie you want to play us out yeah i indeed i do as always though you can catch me over on twitter at the c3 spell it out uh my wife and i also run the west michigan chapter of the international star trek fan club that is the uss grand petoskey you can find us uh, on all socials and at our website doing that i also try to fill up the social media content for the secret friends unite facebook community Mark, you? You can find me at uh, on Twitter and Instagram uh, and kind of like TikTok, even though I, I suck at that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Z underscore Canardian is where you can find me. Uh, and, and, and of course, on our Discord as well. Awesome. Sweet. Friends, thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Oh, that's an excellent one. You usually kind of cut it off there. I was, I was trying to trail off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fade it up. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening. <laughs>